Welcome to Mindset Reset Radio. I'm your host, Jess, and I'm on a mission to help female entrepreneurs like you get intentional in life and business. So if you're feeling stuck, you're looking for inspiration, or you just want to be reminded that you're not alone on this crazy entrepreneurial journey, you've landed in the right place. You can join our community of intention getters on Instagram at Jessica Thiefels, that's me, and you can learn more about how I can support you in business and mindset at jessicathiefels.com. Finally, if you love what you hear, please don't forget to rate and review the podcast. I'll be forever grateful. Now, sit back, grab a journal, and get ready to start living with intention. Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of Mindset Reset Radio. We are here today with Dr. Jennifer Shaw, who has been in the health and wellness field for more than 17 years. She's a doctor of physical therapy, a keynote speaker for a billion-dollar international health and wellness company, and a sought-after yoga instructor with expertise in anatomy, alignment, and injury prevention. Her passion is to help people create simple and sustainable healthy habits that create the change they want to see in their lives. She's also a very, very good friend of mine. Welcome, Jen. Yay. Thank you so much for having me, Jess. Yeah. And I should say welcome back because I was just telling Jen that um, I looked this morning and you, our episode was the um, second episode ever published on Mindset Reset Radio. And it was my first interview episode because my first one was just me. Mm-hmm. It is also the third most popular episode of all time of the whole year that this podcast has been live. My favorite number too. Three is my favorite number. Great. I love it. Obviously it's all lining up. That's not surprising. No, um, not at all. Yeah. <laughs> and for anyone who wants to listen, that is episode number two, where Jen and I talk about saying so long to burnout, something we both really feel passionately about. Um, but today we're talking about something I'm excited to dive into this with you because routines I feel like, first of all, it sounds like a boring topic, like routines, blah, 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 blah. And I want to start with, well, no, before we dive in, I want you to quickly give us a little bit more about who you are and what you do, and then we'll dive into routines. Oh, yes, absolutely. And it's so fun because a year ago, we published this episode as you launched your podcast, which first off, as a podcaster, congratulations, making it to yours, no small feat, only... um, 10% of podcasts get over 3000 downloads. So you are absolutely incredible. And your, your message is so powerful. So thank you for sharing it. Uh, And I, I think life has changed so much in the last year. I think for everyone, 2020 shook things up, but just in where I was in my evolution, following my divorce and my journey with discovering myself and what I actually wanted for the first time in my life, so much has changed. So if we go really quick over the, the story of Jen, the evolution, I, you know, did all the check marks, checked all the boxes through life. I went and got my doctorate in physical therapy. You know, I was the good American kid, did all the right things. And I got the greatest job as a physical therapist out here in San Diego. And three weeks into my career, I was hit by a car. I suffered a spinal cord injury, a brain injury, a brain stem injury, and all the other back injuries that people are like, I have a herniated disc, this, that, and the other. I'm like, yeah, so do I. I got a bunch of them. Like, <laughs> let's talk. You know, I, I got it all. And I went through five and a half years of severe chronic pain 
the first eight months I decided that I would listen to the doctors and I'd take all the pills. They didn't work. I was miserable. I was completely disabled. And I said no more. And then I decided I was the only one that could change my health. I got into yoga, became a yoga instructor. I um, was very reluctantly introduced into essential oils. And now I have a six figure essential oil business that I help other women um, build their businesses, live ha- healthy, healthy and happy and help empower their family. So many amazing things. All that wouldn't have happened if I hadn't got hit by that car. Right. Mm-hmm. I then got married to the man I was dating since that accident. Uh, and as I continued to grow, he continued to resist that growth and pulled me back, pulled me back, pulled me back uh, until the point where I realized that I was in a very toxic, emotionally abusive marriage and I had to get out. And just about three years ago, I left and I spent the last three years really discovering myself this last year, opening myself back up to love and um, partnership with my incredible partner, Dr. Owen. Uh, We're both doctors of physical therapy. It's really (laughs) great. Have an in-house physical therapist. And over this last three years, as I, I found myself and really, truly gave myself permission to figure out what I liked, what I loved, what I wanted in life, what I wanted to accomplish, the legacy I wanted to leave. I slowly but surely grew my routines, grew my habits and said, I get to go to bed when I want because I'm the only one that has an opinion right now. I get to wake up when I want because that's my job to decide what feels right for me. I get to do what I want with my morning, with my day, with my routine. I get to spend time with the people that are important to me and not with the people that make me feel heavy and uneasy, right? I get to be really intentional and recreate everything about my life because I have just asked for that by stepping away from this abusive marriage. And that's what this last three years is about. And this last year has really been, I got my first place since my divorce all by myself. And I just, stepped into my, my power as a badass woman who runs a really crazy, amazing business. So yeah, I'm just to talk about it all. (laughs) Great. Yes, yes, yes. You know, this is why you're the perfect person to talk about this. I actually asked you to come on to talk about this because I know how powerful it's been for you. And I know how powerful it is for your clients. But the first thing I want to jump right into is I've always struggled with routines because I feel like the mindset around them for me, and I think probably for other people listening, is that they're restrictive. Mm. So help me like understand how routines can be liberating and supportive rather than restrictive. Like I have to do this. I have to do this. I have to do that. I think to start this conversation, I want to bring us back to something called the circadian rhythm. Mm. So we are evolutionally designed to wake with the sun and to sleep with the sun, right? When the the sun wakes up, we wake up. When the sun goes to sleep, we unwind and go to sleep. We, through our modern day society, through blue lights, cell phones, computers, TVs, uh, artificial lights in our homes, electricity, we have been able to play nature Mm. and we get to decide when our house goes dark. We get to decide when our house gets light. We get to make those decisions and changes in our lives. And because of that, we throw all rhythm off Mm. in our lives. And I think if we lean into this idea of circadian rhythm, one of the greatest books, guys, if you are a bookworm like me, go buy Change Your Schedule, Change Your Life 
and read it. Mm, okay. Um, it is an absolutely, I have to look and tell you the author's name. It's a very hard to pronounce name, but change your schedule, change your mm-hmm. life. It is an incredible book. And, and the, he talks in this book about how if we're off schedule, we're not sleeping well, we're not functioning well. He literally says, go camping for five days without a phone. Mm-hmm. Go in nature with nothing, your tent and just be, wake with the sun, go to sleep with the sun. You will cure your insomnia. You will um, get restful sleep. You'll clear your mind. You'll be eating on a normalized schedule. When we go to sleep at the same time-ish in an hour to two hour time frame, and wake up around the same time, everything in your life is going to change. Uh, and I, I had my, my partner on my podcast the other day and I asked him, you know, this idea of like our sleep hygiene, that's something that's very important in our relationship and something that actually made us feel really drawn to each other is we go to bed between eight and 10 every single night. Uh, and he said that there's no difference between a Friday and Saturday from a Monday and Tuesday. Your body doesn't know the difference. Mm-hmm. Only your mind does. And when we throw those things off, we throw off our entire circadian rhythm. So if you can come back to the fact that having a sense of routine around your sleep is the key that is going to unlock so much potential in all areas of your life, your health, your wealth, your relationships. If you can just grasp the influence that that will have, I think you're going to have less resistance Mm -hmm. around creating routines, right? Yeah. So the idea being like everything in life, rather than throwing every routine out at like doing every routine at once and getting all regimented throughout your day, just start with sleep. Would you say like, that's like a good starting point? I 1000% of the time recommend people start with sleep Mm. because everything is contingent on sleep. Your neurological health, your digestive health, your, um, musculoskeletal health, your emotional health, every single element of your health and wellness is contingent on sleep. And if you're sitting there saying, oh, no, no, I'm one of those people who only needs five hours of sleep. I call BS. The science says no. The science says, yes, if you only want five to six hours of sleep right now and you think that's all you need, then you're going to get all the sleep you need in your early grave because you will die earlier than people who sleep eight on average hours of night. So it all comes back to our sleep. Uh, If you think as you're listening, guys, think of the times where your sleep is off schedule. We can go down the road of just focus on our business. Mm -hmm. How's your mental clarity? How's your creativity? How is your ability to show up and serve, right? How is your efficiency with your to-do list and your responsibilities? How's your mental clarity? My guess is they are all subpar when your sleep is off, right? Mm -hmm. And that's really something to think about, something to take a step back with. And there's always going to be seasons. You're moving, your sleep's going to be a little off. You have small children at home, your sleep's going to be a little bit off. You have to adjust your expectations outside of your routine, knowing that those are going to be influential. But I do think the biggest thing that we can look at is sleep. I think there's three really important, um, there's... I guess I'm going to say four, I'm going to say four, four really important areas to look at when we look at routines. I think it's our sleep. And then I think it's what you do before you go to bed and what you do when you wake up. And then I think it's the routine of when you eat. And I think 
in my opinion and my research that all of those are going to lead to our efficiency and our productivity uh, mm-hmm. and our ability to fulfill our legacy in life. Like yeah, we have absolutely. to have those staples. Mm-hmm. It's amazing. Something so simple that probably, you know, when you're like, um, when you're like, something's off, something's not right. It's like the last thing you're looking at is your sleep. The last mm-hmm. thing you think about is, am I getting enough sleep? But it's like coming back to this really basic level of like, okay, how do you feel when you wake up? Because that's going to affect everything else in your day. Mm-hmm. Obviously it comes down to sleep. Yeah. Um, okay. Well tell me then walk me through these, these routines, because we want to talk about routines that are really impactful for us and, and talk to us about how they're going to be supportive of running our business, being more powerful in our business, showing up better in our business. Yeah. So we'll start with nighttime. And, and when I, when I do these and I go through these with you guys, I want you to think about this. I'm not telling you that you need to do the exact same thing like a robot every single night and every single morning. I'm asking you to give yourself permission to give yourself an allotted amount of time that you choose from a soiree of ideas of (laughs) what you're going to do with that time. Right. (laughs) So some nights I take a bath, some nights I take a shower, right? Some nights I do some restorative yoga. Some nights I um, read, well, I read a book every night, but you know, it, it changes a little bit what happens, but there are some staples that I do every single night. What is the goal for this in terms of what we're choosing? What's our goal for this part of this routine? I'd say two goals. One is to uh, enhance your sleep quality. Okay. And two is to set you up for success in the morning. Okay. Right. So what we do at night sets us up for the morning. So there's a few things I do every single night. I know you guys don't see the video, but Jess is going to get to see this beautiful scribble. It's, I write my to-do list. Mm-hmm. And uh, there's a lot of information that I post and I've done uh, podcasts on this on my podcast of writing your to-do list. And, and I break it down into your like work to do and your personal to do. Mm-hmm. And I write it every single night on a piece of paper with a pen. And it is literally the tasks that I am going to accomplish the next day. I can do a whole podcast on writing to-do lists. So for the sake of this time frame, <laughs> I'm just going to say, find a way to get clear on what your, your top tasks for the next day are. And we're focusing on work here really. So think about that. Mm-hmm. What needs to get done in your workday tomorrow? Uh, And I have a lot of clarity around that. I know what days, what things get done, but that to-do list is a trigger to my brain that the office is closed for the day. Hmm. So I write that all down and it closes my office. It helps me. I confirm my appointments for the next day. I know what's happening. I know what time I need to get up. Am I working out before, after work? I get to plan those things out because I'm doing it with intention. So I write that to-do list and then I go to my kitchen. And I say goodnight to my kitchen. And by doing that, I mean, I make sure my dishes are done. I make sure food is put away. I make sure my tea kettle is filled for the morning. I make sure that I have everything I need so that in the morning, I get to wake up, walk into my kitchen and go click to my tea kettle, pull out my favorite don't ask how teacup, make my cup of tea. She didn't ask me to plug that. I'm just saying. It's my <laughs> I say goodnight to my kitchen. And Sometimes I fill my diffusers at night so that in the morning when I'm tired, it's not a thinking thing. It's just turning it on. Uh, So I I kind of go through the house and do that. I make sure everything's tucked away and and good to go. And then I get me time. 
And that's where I get to be creative. Do I feel like I need to step on my yoga mat, do another meditation, listen to a neuro tool, take a shower, take a bath. I'm a big proponent of washing your day away, Hmm. energetically and physically washing your day away. I shower every single night before bed. Um, and it's actually something when Owen and I started dating, I was like, do you shower before bed? And he's like, I prefer to, I'm like, great every night (laughs) (laughs) and we do, and we love it. And it's just nice. It's like, I wash the day away. Even if it's a two minute shower, I wash the day away. Uh, and then I can curl into my clean sheets, which I'll tell you about, you know, what to do in the morning there to make sure that my night is set up for success. Mm -hmm. But I climb into my bed and I pull out my book. And I'm a big believer in this. I, I want your opinion on this, Jess. I believe the bedroom is for three things. Sleep, intimacy, and conversations. That is it. That is all it's for. I don't believe that the bedroom should be for anything else. Mm-hmm. I really think it is should be designated for those so it can be held sacred. But that's a little bit about kind of creating some intention around your nighttime routine. Yeah. There's so much that comes up for me around that. And the biggest thing I feel, um, with the to-do list and with the, um, like saying goodnight to your kitchen and maybe even for parents, that's like saying goodnight to the household and like setting things up for your kids in the morning. It's this idea that this routine is making your life easier tomorrow. When like the last thing you want to do is roll out of bed, you're like, oh, but there's like 10 less things I have to do because I did them all last night. So I I love that, that, that it's this idea that like you can make your life easier tomorrow by doing a little extra tonight. And that's also preparing you for sleep so you can get a better night's sleep. Exactly. Exactly. That's it. It's taking those few moments and they're, they're tasks that don't require a lot of thought. They're novel tasks. Right. You don't have to think that hard about doing the dishes. You don't have to think that hard about packing lunches, filling a tea kettle, filling a diffuser. They're very simple. My brain is tired. I'm going through the motions tasks. And when you take the time to do them at night, you wake up the next morning and you feel peaceful. Mm -hmm. You feel ready to take on your day. You're ahead of the game instead of behind. And that's amazingly powerful. Yeah. Especially when you think about being a business owner, I mean, there's a million things on your mind and you wake up and you eventually open that email at whatever time. And I'm sure you'll tackle that in a minute, but like, and then you have a thousand other things to think about. And it's like, it's just nice to start you're like what you, I firmly believe when you wake up, what you choose to bring into the day is, is going to completely affect your day. So if you set yourself up at night to wake up peacefully, you're going to bring that into everything else that you do in your work with your clients and your emails throughout the day. A hundred percent, a hundred percent. Everything needs to be done with intention and mm-hmm. then it creates so much more clarity and space. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. So you lay in bed and play on your phone before you go to sleep. The last thing you're putting in your mind is comparison from social media, mm-hmm. horrible things on the news. Like the, those are the last thoughts you have. So the last thoughts I have are the book I'm reading, are the conversations I have with my significant other, are the neuro tools that I'm putting my my in my ears or you know in my in my headphones, right? Like I am so intentional with what goes into my mind before my mind is at its most susceptible, right? When it's sleeping. Hmm. Yeah, I love that, and it's just so simple. It really is. I have to say, Ben and I made a shift a few years ago 
Um, we always used to watch TV before bed. I grew up with a TV in my bedroom and my mom would put my TV on like a 30 minute timer. And so it would turn off after 30 minutes. So I could watch it until it turned off and then it was time for sleep. And Ben and I would watch TV either in the living room or um, we haven't had a TV in our bedroom for years, but we would bring our laptop in bed and lay in bed together and watch TV. And then it like helped me fall asleep. I've always had um, like bad insomnia. My whole family does. I don't anymore um, because I stopped doing this thing, these things. Yeah. But I remember working with a therapist and I said, we're talking about making more time, like just for me, like not for personal development, not for business, like just for me to be me. And she said something about before bed. And I was like, well, blah, 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 blah. And she said, why do you do that? And I was like, well, it's just like what we do. And she's like, that's an interesting story. You're telling yourself. It's just what you do. Can you just do something else? And I was like, I mean, I guess like, and it seems so silly, but it's like, it never occurred to me that like, I could change that routine. And Little did it, like I just said it, I was doing a routine. I was in a routine, but it didn't feel restricting. It just felt like what I did. And we started reading before bed. We both read on Kindles, um, but we started reading before bed and we've never gone back. We only read before bed. Now we get into bed probably at like between nine 30 and nine 45. And then we just read until we fall asleep with all the lights off in the room. So, um, it's just a little bit of light from the, the Kindle, mm-hmm. um, So just like, I feel like that's a good example for listeners who are like, well, like blah, blah, blah. And it's like, well, we can choose to change the story around that routine and pick something that's more supportive. I think something you just brought up is so imperative to really hone in on. You were choosing a routine out of comfort and it was something that you knew. It wasn't necessarily something that worked great for you. It was just what you were used to. So when we look at routines, guys, People are like, oh, nighttime routines are restrictive. Morning routines are restrictive. I don't feel like I have fluidity and flow. I, I'd i be hard-pressed to find somebody who didn't have a routine before they go to bed because we all have one. Right. It's is your routine healthy or not? Is it supportive of your goals or is it not? Is it conducive to the lifestyle you want to build or is it not? Right? Now, we the universe is a container. We cannot eliminate an unhealthy habit without replacing it with that with another one. Now mm. you can replace that unhealthy habit with another unhealthy habit. You see it all the time. People quit smoking and then they like begin drinking copious amounts of coffee or quit alcohol and they start drinking copious amounts of alcohol of alcohol, right? People get sober and they start working out like a crazy person till they to like the point of injury, right? Mm-hmm. We see unhealthy go to unhealthy, but we can also see unhealthy go to healthy. So for instance, I drink wine every single night. I got sober 22 months ago. Um, so when I stopped drinking wine, I replaced that with a cup of tea, right? So I went from an unhealthy to a healthy, right? And, and you get to decide how you shift those, but you're not creating a routine. You're simply changing the one you have mm-hmm. and the one that you've accepted as normal because it's what you were raised. I, I think more than our health concerns being passed down generation to generation, uh, I think our habits around eating and our routines are passed down generation to generation. Therefore, the same diseases inflict themselves upon generation to generation. So you broke that pattern. Your children won't have TVs in their room. They won't have that routine. And you have now shifted the the pathway of future generations from your lineage because you made that decision. Yeah. Wow. 
Think about that, listeners, how powerful it is to make such a small little change in your routine. It's exactly 100%. My kids will definitely not have TVs in their room. They will definitely not be watching TV before bed. I'm sure they'll read before bed or I'll read to them. Like, yeah, amazing. Mm. I love that. I love, love, love that point. I feel like it completely turns the idea of creating a routine on its head. Yeah. And completely gives you another way of thinking about it. And I love new ways of thinking about things on Mindset Reset Radio. So let's move into the next element of the routine that you think is important for us to focus on. Or the next mornings. Routine. Mornings. Great. Mornings, mornings. So we went to bed and we set ourselves up for success. Mm-hmm. So now our job when we wake up is to set our nighttime selves up for success. So when you wake up, I'm sorry for those of you that really think you don't need to make your bed. You need to make your bed. (laughs) You need to wake up every morning and make your bed. We were on vacation as a family uh, and my, uh, someone in my, my partner's family asked him, will you make your bed when you're on vacation? And he goes, of course I make my bed. How do I expect to change the world if I don't make my bed? (laughs) And he said it like, so I just like chuckled. I was like, that's my man. (laughs) Make your bed, make your bed because when you get into bed at night, your bed is ready for you. Your room is your sanctuary. It is clean. My room is always clean. My room is always ready to receive me and welcome me. And if I'm having really severe anxiety throughout the day, for some reason, like I have a lot of trauma triggers. And if something triggers me, I literally go into my sanctuary that is my bedroom And I curl up on my bed with my book and my oils or my meditation and my oils, whatever I need in that moment. And I know that that is my safe haven. So make your bed and have it ready for you. Um, From there, you get to get a little creative with your morning. But I am a big believer in kind of cleansing out the night and replenishing our body. So I'm a big tongue scraper or oil pulling. I think are important in the morning, brush your teeth, wash your teeth, like take care of yourself, uh, wash your face, take a shower. If you need to do your hair, whatever you need to do to feel good. doesn't need to be huge. It just needs to be something to say, I'm transitioning now from rest to this. Uh, I tend to turn to some of my oils to create energetic boundaries for me and those around me. I grab tea tree and on guard and put them on my solar plexus. I take a big glass of water and I drink that with some lemon or lime essential oil in it. Uh, And then I make my tea, right? And I get that ready. I don't have my phone in my room. So I'm not grabbing for my phone. Some mornings, if I have time, I'm reading uh, before I get out of bed. Every morning before I, no matter what, before I look at my phone, I find time to do a meditation, whether it's two minutes or 20 minutes, I I find time to look within. Um, Maybe that for you is prayer, right? Whatever it be. I think another thing, if you're like, my morning is jam packed, not going to happen. Commute's insane. Getting the kids out of the house is crazy. My ask to you is, do you shower in the morning? Do you listen to music in the morning? Do you listen to something on the radio on the way to to work? Well, instead of that, listen to this podcast. Listen to my podcast. Listen to the quote of the day podcast. Listen to the Joe Rogan podcast. I don't care what podcast you listen to. Listen to a podcast. Listen to something that is going to give you positivity in your life Mm -hmm. instead of negative negativity. Stay away from the the emails right when you wake up. Stay away from social media right when you wake up. Stay away from the news. God forsaking, just stay away from the news in general. Like it's dead. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's we're not, we're done with that, right? Let it all go. You don't need that in your life to survive and to function. So 
think very intentionally about what you're putting into your mind. And then once you've taken care of yourself, then you can sit down with your to-do list and some clarity. And then I have a routine, shocking, I know, that I pick up my phone and with intention, I check specific apps and respond Mm -hmm. to messages. Takes me about 20 to 30 minutes and I get all the messages answered and then I put the phone back away. And then I go to my creative tasks. So I'm like this morning, I needed to record a podcast and I had a really exciting topic I was was excited about. So I did my little routine, checked my messages. And then I sat down with my clear, intentional mind and I created that podcast while my mind was not cluttered. Mm -hmm. So I think that's really just, it always comes back to me with intention, have intention about what you're doing and what you're you're putting in on and around your body. Yeah, I think- I think for me, one thing you said was your phone's not in your bedroom and you don't look at it right away. And honestly, for me, I think that was the biggest shift I've made in my morning because I'll be honest with you guys. I don't meditate every morning. Um, sometimes I, right now I'm pregnant, so I can't have all the teas that I like. So sometimes I have tea in the morning. Sometimes I don't because I'm bored with the teas that I can have. Um, and, but the biggest number one thing I do is my phone is charging in the kitchen never in the bedroom. Um, and I don't look at it for like at least the first 30 minutes of my morning. I might do like this morning. We actually woke up early. It's beautiful here today. It's like 65 degrees spring and summer is on its way. Um, and Ben and I took a walk and there were geese on our pond. We've never seen that before. And like the sun was just starting to come up and, um, but sometimes I don't do that. Sometimes I'll just literally sit and stare at the window. Sometimes I'll juice like first thing in the morning. I just do something that I, that brings me joy, something that I want to do. And I don't touch my phone. That's the biggest piece. I can remember up until right around that same time when I changed my nighttime routine, I also changed this routine. And someone just said like scrolling first thing in the morning makes you anxious. And And for some reason, I guess I'd never really considered it. And I can remember feeling so anxious all the time. I've always had a lot of anxiety, except for the last probably year and a half that I've just changed my life completely. Nutrition, health, everything. Um, And I've always been a healthy person. I was a personal trainer like six years ago. Um, But yeah, I stopped using my phone in the morning and it literally just changed my life. So even if you have kids running in first thing in the morning, even if you've got to get things done really quickly and get out of the house, like just don't look at your phone. Give yourself one less stressor. And then I would say also find a way to make that time joyful. Like maybe you love dancing, like put on a fun song and dance around the kitchen with your kids while you put their lunches together. I don't know. Maybe there's moms out there being like, girl, you're crazy. I can't do that. But I don't know. Find something that like makes you feel good in the midst of all that. And I feel like that helps bring that peace that you wanted before bed and that you're now bringing into your day in the morning too. Hundred percent. Yes, yes, yes. And and it's really it's about finding joy and peace and happiness for yourself. Right. And I'm sorry, I don't care who you are. You're not going to find that in your phone. Yeah, yeah. I and run my and find it. Yeah, I run my business on my phone. My phone is a necessity, um, but it's also a joy for me in the sense that I love helping other people. Mm-hmm. But I also know that I've got to feed my soul first. 
Right. I've got to take care of myself. So yeah, like I love if if we can just remember that we are allowed to have fluidity, mm-hmm. but we have to have boundaries. Mm-hmm. And I think having boundaries around the phone, the news, what you're listening to, that that's all imperative. That is, and I'll be honest, it was about a year ago that I took my phone out of my room and I put it at my desk. And now it charges at my desk every single night. And uh, you know, there's very few occasions uh when someone's traveling and I like, think they might need me. And like, I keep my phone in my room, maybe two nights a year or something. Right. Um, but those are the exception to the rule. They're not the rule and that's what's important. So yeah, yeah. I think having that space for yourself in the morning, be it two minutes or an hour. Mm-hmm. So or a space that you enjoy with your kids. Like I just constantly come back to the people listening who have children and like, realistically, your kids do often dictate your schedule. There are things you have to do and they like, can't take care of themselves. You have to take care of them. So just knowing that this is just space for you to be joyful and have fun. Like if there are going to be kids running around screaming, if you do have things you have to do. And also like, what can you do the night before as part of your evening routine to make your morning routine less stressful? Like, can you make lunches the night before? So in the morning you can have a more relaxing routine, you know, like really picking apart your schedule like that again, like you get to choose just because it's how you've always done. It doesn't mean it's how you need to keep doing it. Yeah. And, and think about it this way. If every time your children come to talk to you, come smiling out of bed um, or your spouse says the same and you're on your phone or you're complaining about something you just listened to on the news, you're shifting the energy of that experience. But if every time they come to you in the morning. They know that the morning is music is playing and we're having fun and we're here for each other. And this time is family time, whether that be for yourself, with your dog, with your significant other, with your children, like make that time sacred. Just like I said, make the bedroom sacred, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. It's those are times designed for the intimate, for your, your family unit, whatever that looks like. And I think that's important. I think it's really important to have those boundaries. Mm -hmm. I agree. So let's move on to the, you said there's four. So let's move on to the third. Well, so we have getting our good night's sleep. Mm -hmm. And then we have our nighttime routine and our morning routine. So we kind of sandwich that. Got it. I think something that we fail to look at and is so important, and I know you are very focused on nutrition, is our eating. Mm Mm-hmm. Entrepreneurs tend to be real bad about this because you tend to happen to have early mornings, especially if you have children. Uh, the most successful female entrepreneurs it, that have children do something called like splitting in their schedule where they do like a couple hours in the morning before the kids wake up, then they're present with their kids, and then they do a couple hours while their kids are at school, and then they're present with their kids, and they do a couple hours at night. Uh, so I get that. Mm -hmm. I'm here for that. I do that in my own personal schedule. I wake up, I work, I go to yoga, I work, I, you know, I make dinner, I work, like I'll do that different days. That is okay. But when we go back to this schedule thing in the circadian rhythm, we have windows of time where we are the most creative and productive. We -hmm. also have windows of time where it is best for us to eat. Just as we teach our bodies to go to sleep at a certain time, we teach our bodies to digest. When you eat willy-nilly and all over the place with your schedule, your body is not prepared for it. 
when you eat around the same time every single day, your body actually releases the um, digestive enzymes and uh, bile and things to digest during those times. So I'm a big proponent of eating in a 10 hour window. You can do what works best for you. Um, the research I follow is out of the Sulk Institute here in La Jolla, California. I, I personally eat in anywhere from an eight to a 10 hour window. That's my like sweet spot. Because again, I'm not going to tell myself I eat every day at 10. Cause sometimes I have a call at 10. I eat every day between 10 and noon as my first meal. That is my window and my body knows that and I do really well with it. I wake up at 5.30 in the morning, between 5.30 and 6.15, that is when I wake up. So I need you to know that it's not like I'm sleeping in crazy late. My body just knows it's not getting nourishment and it's going to have time to wake up. Mm -hmm. It takes some time to adjust to it. But guys, we can get so much creative, productive work done and have all the blood flowing to our brains before we shift gears to putting food in our bellies and shifting us into more parasympathetic out of our creativity, get work done while your brain is on fire and then give yourself a break with some food. And then you want to stop eating two to three hours before you go to bed. So I don't eat past seven. Very rarely one night a week, we go to hot yoga and we don't get home till seven 30 and we eat at eight. I know. Mm. Crazy. (laughs) Worth it. (laughs) Yes, a hundred percent. But no, so it's it's really about getting intentional with the fact that eating does take away from your work, from your focus, from your clarity, because mm-hmm. uh, your body needs to focus on digestion. Eating close to bed takes away from your body's ability to get a good restful night's sleep because your body's attention is shifted to then digesting. Mm-hmm. This is not made up willy nilly silly stuff. This is facts. Mm-hmm. And they might be facts that you don't want to hear, but they're facts and they will affect your productivity and your work. So if you're sitting there, like I wake up at five, I start eating at five fifteen, I go to bed at 10 and I stop eating at nine 45 shift one window first, right? Maybe stop eating at night first, get used to it, get in a routine and then shift the morning. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But those are the four routines I think are very imperative. Um, and if you're going to start with, um, any, and you're kind of overwhelmed by it, I'd say start with your sleep or your morning routine. Uh, mm-hmm. They're usually the the easier ones to kind of shift that have the largest impact. Yeah, totally. And I think the nutrition pieces, I mean, there's, we could do an entire, I'm sure you've done an entire episode on the nutrition piece um, because it's also not about when you eat, but what you eat. Um, and there's so much to look at there, but I agree with you. I also do um, I don't eat until later in the day, usually noon or one. And then my last, our last meal, we usually eat dinner between six and six 30. Um, and another thing, the reason why we do that is because, um, not just for the work though, I notice a difference when I eat how, like where my creativity is. Honestly, sometimes I won't eat while I want to get some things done because I'm like, okay, I want to just like be focused on this. Um, but also digestion t- takes so much work it's really hard for your body to digest. So by only, I only eat two meals a day after this, I'm probably going to go have some fruit for a snack. Mm -hmm. Um, so I might eat a small snack, uh, in the middle of the day, but it's also easier on your body. It takes so much work for you to digest food. So keeping it in that small window has the effect of productivity and allowing you to really be your most creative self. And it also truly is easier for your body. Now, of course, 
there are some exceptions to this rule. If you have low blood sugar, it's important that you eat a certain way or, you know, we're not giving, you can give professional health advice. I'm not giving professional health advice. Um, but it's something to consider if you have just like a very normal body, um, and you just think your eating might be a little off, or this is sort of like triggering something in you. I think it's definitely worth trying and you're probably going to be hungry in the morning. If you normally eat first thing in the morning, just got to push past it. Tea helps a lot. Um, I do juice in the morning, um, with a big old scoop of this, uh, greens powder that I have. Um, that's just like all straight greens that are organic. Um, that's the first thing I put in my body outside of like water and tea. Um, and that helps keep me feeling like sustained without actually having a full meal until, you know, noonish. So, yeah. Yeah. And a lot of people will be like, well, I work out in the morning, so I can't do that. And I'm like, okay, so do I. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I work out fasted all the time. I prefer to work out fasted. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I think too. it just is taking time for your body to get used to it. And again, like you said, this is something that we could go deep into but the point of bringing up the eating is that, and I kind of went back and forth. I was like, do I bring this up? But I do, I do think it's imperative to understand that our body is an engine and we have mm-hmm. to be very cognizant of what we're asking of it. Because so often, if we go back to episode number two, we are pushing ourselves to burnout, mm-hmm. burning the candle at both ends and not refueling and having some of these routines can help to prevent that. Yeah. And I like that you bring up the nutrition because it just shows that like, yet again, there's another opportunity for us to change the way we're doing things, to change whatever story we have that's fueling our day in a way that's not supportive. And we can say like, look, here's a whole nother thing that you could tackle. That's going to make you feel so much better. When I changed my nutrition. And again, this goes well beyond this episode, but when I started working with some specific specialists, I've literally never, I don't think my brain's ever worked the way that it worked. I had the most creative year I've ever had last year. And that was when I did the deepest nutrition and health work I've ever done. Mm-hmm. Um, I felt smarter. I felt clearer. I felt more powerful. I was more engaged. I was less moody, less anxious. I mean, everything. So it's just, I think I like this to be a reminder that like, there is that opportunity. We opportunity is all around us to change the way we're living our lives, to live it more powerfully. Um, and therefore change the way our business runs and have a more run a more successful business. Um, so I, I'm glad that you brought it up because I think it's nice to know that we have we're opportunities all around us. Yep. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And you're allowed to have fluidity, but remember that these routines aren't punishment. These routines are rewards. Mm. Mm-hmm. I love that point. Routines are not punishment. They're rewards set you up for success. They make your life easier. They make your life more enjoyable. Mm-hmm. Um, well, okay. You've covered so much. I know everyone's taken so many notes today. Um, what is, give us the number one nugget you want. If they leave with nothing else, they leave with this. What is that? I think it goes back to what I just said is like giving yourself permission to create to shift the routines you already have is the biggest gift you can give yourself. You already have routines. So shift the unhealthy to the healthy and do it one little piece at a time so that you can look back in a year and say, wow, my life is different. Wow. I feel different. Wow. My business is different. Wow. My health is different. My relationships are different. You deserve 
to make these shifts. You are not tied to anything. You can change everything about your life. So um, remember that all of this work is you rewarding yourself and just giving yourself permission to make those shifts. I believe in you. Mm -hmm. I love it. Perfect. Beautiful. Okay. Let's shift gears for the last few minutes here. Tell us what you are getting intentional about right now. Mm. I have so many things that I've been kind of finding clarity on in my life, but the biggest piece of intention that I have is accepting flow Mm. is knowing that things get to be easy. So we're buying a house right now. And every time somebody asks me about it, I say, you know, oh, I'm excited for the perfect house to present itself to us and everything to flow smoothly. Mm -hmm. It gets to be that easy. I'm excited for the new clients coming to me that I get to work with and impact their lives. I'm excited for my new business partners that are going to link arms with me and change their lives and thousands of people's lives. Everything gets to be easy. So I'm getting very intentional about accepting that flow because if the flow isn't happening, I'm the one blocking it. Hmm. I love that. Ease is my, was not intentionally, but has become my word of the year for sure. Mm-hmm. Like everything gets to be easy. I get to decide, right? I get to decide how difficult or easy it is. And I decide every damn day when I wake up that my day is going to be easy. And that means maybe sometimes I change my schedule. Maybe sometimes I don't do this or that, but you know what? Hey, it's easy and I'm so much happier for it. So yeah. I'm, I'm all about it. Um, and then finally, where can listeners connect with you? Mm, I'm so excited to connect with you guys. I love Jess's community. So head over to Instagram. You can find me at natural wellness tips. Uh, if you click the link in my bio, you can get my free new morning routine download. So if you're like, damn, that was a lot of information. I have no idea where to start. It's a free new morning routine checklist. That's going to help you create some intention around your new morning routine. And then also in that link in my Instagram bio, you'll see the link to my podcast, natural wellness tips podcast, and my YouTube channel, natural wellness tips, as well as my website, Dr. Jennifer Shaw. So really go to Instagram, natural wellness tips, and you can find all the things by the link in my bio. Yeah. Thank you so much, Jen, for being here today. This is just obviously mind-blowing as it always is. And I so appreciate you. It's been my pleasure. Thank you so much for having me back. And thank you guys for listening and tuning into Jess's podcast. I appreciate you guys. Uh, Yeah. Thank you, everyone. Again, just like Jen said, um, and we'll catch you on another episode of Mindset Reset Radio.